everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Know Nothing Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Wong. Today, I'll be joined by my co-host and first guest of the show, Chan. He's a man with interesting hobbies, and he isn't afraid to get his hands dirty. Today, we'll be discussing cars, off-roading, why people do it, interesting personal stories related to that, and hopefully, we can all learn something together. All right, five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome to the Know Nothing podcast. A little bit about us. Uh, we're just two schmucks. We don't really know that much. And we're just going to talk about random topics. And then hopefully we'll have someone fact check, check us at the second half of the podcast. But uh, my name is Kevin Wong. I'll be your host. And I'm joined with... Chan. Chan. <laughs> I got to drink my beer, man. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, Chan's my, been my friend for how long? How, how long no, have we known dude, each other? It hasn't been that long, really. Uh, really? No, it really hasn't. We met, dude. I don't um, even know when I met you, man. I actually don't. I I knew I I knew you from high school because you hung out with my cousin a lot, but I don't think we actually hung out until. Dude, I used to make fun of your cousin like every day. Oh really? Yeah. I don't 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 let him know. <laughs> you might hear this. <laughs> no, nah, he knows. No, nah, uh, I mean, if anything, you'll just edit out the portions. You know, uh, I'm right? planning on keeping this unedited. Oh, you're play. Oh, oh, it's one of those. <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah, but what's going on? I heard uh, uh, you got a Jeep recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, like $1,100 car. And uh, well, what kind of Jeep is it? Uh, it's a 99 Cherokee. Uh, 99 Cherokee. Yeah. Why Why the 99 Cherokee? No, it's because uh, on a lot of car forums, like the Cherokee is like one of the easiest cars to get because it's like very popular back in the day. It was one of the like the it's one of the more cultured cars. Whereas it was like probably uh, the first modern esque SUV ever when, made. When was it production. made? When was this? Uh, uh, the first run was like eighty four. I gotta say, but they were like an old, old yeah, car. Yeah, no, no. Like they they kept it up till like two thousand one, and then they were like, hey, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna revamp the uh, the model, but. How'd you even that, go that about right. getting a Jeep like this? You go on Craigslist? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the best place to um, get used cars, you know? Like, is it the first? Just go to what? I've never used Craigslist. No, 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 that's what surprises me, you know? No, I think it's uh, when you start to get into uh, like repairing cars or like buying a project car and then putting on parts and crap. Uh, you, just, you just go out and find the cheapest thing. And on Craigslist, like everybody sells their crappers or like things that just sit on the sidewalk for years and then they're like they finally decide hey i should sell this before it just like rusts to like nothingness so what is craigslist is like the the most used for people who uh, buy nowadays i think it's actually facebook <laughs> facebook marketplace well how, how would people buy parts before craigslist because craigslist facebook is relatively new uh junkyards probably um no craigslist is nah it's not new new but yeah it's like 2008 probably 2007 yeah but i feel like back then it was a lot it was more (laughs) like it was more like ebay and then craigslist was on a side and it was just a really shady place to do some deals even when i heard you you were trying to buy some tires for your motorcycle and then you know from what i hear i've never bought anything from craigslist but from what i hear usually don't go alone to these deals but you, you, you really shouldn't it's uh not recommended. I wouldn't recommend it, at least. <laughs> uh, not saying it's like shady, but it's just uh, not the most safe. Secure. Yeah, that makes sense. 
<laughs> it's it's pretty shady. <laughs> how many? How, how long did it take you to find a Jeep that you want? Like, mm. that's the thing, though. Like, uh, when I bought that thing, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, dude. I just got my bonus from my work. Okay, uh, I got like thousand dollars and i was like fuck yeah i'm gonna buy a car okay because <laughs> well, up till then i only had a motorcycle and i used my parents cars right so i was like i, I might as well get a, par- a car on my own and, and were you were you you bought the sheep for off-roading right uh yeah i mean in the beginning i don't think i did but now it's like a dedicated project four by four yeah would you so you initially bought it just to have a car yeah yeah i initially and did you did the, you know you were going to go into off-roading or uh yeah yeah yeah. because that's that was the entire point of me getting a four by four so like you you know you got all the low ratios for all the torque and stuff i actually don't know a lot about off-roading so how yeah no why does the jeep it it all comes in a bundle you know okay um for at least for cars i think uh like repair wise and just like culture um you there's so much information you you gotta learn little by little and that literally takes years i've I've started to work on cars since like very recent, which is probably like 2012 because I was a bored, you know, freshman in college. How do you even, uh, how do you even start? What? Like, no, it was kind of like my dad was like, Hey, you got to change out the brakes on the Volkswagen, take it to a shop. And I was like, ah, I'll just try it myself. And then, uh, I think like two days later, I kind of like hammered it down onto the ground because the jack broke. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take it to a shop. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and that's is that where it like started? Like, how, yeah, did, you, yeah, yeah. how do you start working on no, cars? The more mistakes you make while working on a car, I think it has a very nice perspective on failure and just moving onwards. Yeah. So you <laughs> definitely experience helps in uh, car, ma- car maintenance. I the most I've ever done is like changing the oil in my car. Yeah, no, I didn't, re- just, I didn't really. Everybody starts somewhere, though, you know. Like it, yeah. it's not like the first freaking person but came always, out to be in like. But I always think of like the car, like fixing your car is such a hard barrier to to get into, such a hard entry. Because you look at you look at a car nowadays. Uh, back then, I feel like there's a lot of interchanging parts you mm-hmm. can use, and nowadays it's like there's a computer in it, yeah. so it's computers are replaceable. Right, but diagnosing what part is actually Don't diagnose. wrong. That's my solution. Okay, okay. <laughs> just replace it. <laughs> like going into it, I feel like it's just so expensive. You fuck something oh, up. Oh, you gotta, hell yeah. You know, it's it's very expensive lesson, yes. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say very expensive, but eventually, like, if like in the beginning, you have no tools, right? But I think... Yeah, a little bit closer. I, I think... I think I'm at this point, like I, I'm probably like a grand or two into tools. Okay. Like I have a lot of tools. Um, Did you buy just, as you needed? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. No, it, it was mostly because uh, of that, but it was also for the foreseeable future that right. I would need this thing. Right. Yeah. Well, what would you say is your most expensive tool? Uh, my welder. Your welder? Yeah, my welder was like probably like the cheapest welder I can get, which was like six hundred, seven hundred bucks. <laughs> And you got this welder pretty recently? Because uh, I know you started... No, I got it last summer. Yeah. So a couple... It's been almost a year Is that now, when you started uh, doing the, the welding, getting interested into welding? Is oh, it, yeah, yeah. It was last no, summer, right? That, that, was, that was like August around. And then I took a class for stick in September to December. And class unfortunately, for, it didn't come with a certification. So it uh-huh. doesn't really qualify me for anything. What's, uh, what's class for stick? What's that? Uh, so there are three types of mainly three types of 
welding that are most common for automotive at least okay. uh mig is definitely the one up there it's MIG welding. Wow. I, I, there's I so much to around. explain, man. There's, like, go into it. Go into it. Uh, MIG, time. Time. stick, and uh, TIG. Uh, the, there are two kinds of uh, arc welding. That's what it's called. Okay. Basically, do you know what the premise of welding is? It's, uh, I know a little bit, but for sake of the listeners, uh, can you go in depth yeah, with it? You, you're basically melting metal with electricity. Okay. Very, very high voltage of electricity. And with that, it just melts into, you melt one steel into another steel. Okay. Um, and then it just, when, when you take the electrode out, it cools down and then it's already fused. And it, it's wonderful technology, actually. It's like brute force almost. How, how long does it take to cool? Uh, not that long. Uh, I mean, it only goes up to probably like 2,000 to like 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. I always thought that uh, welding was kind of like soldering because I did a little bit of soldering. You know what? Actually, school. no. I, I, I've i never had any prior experience with welding before I took that class. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm pretty sure soldering experience definitely helped me on that one because I took the electronic course in uh, yeah, high that's, school. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what I took with, too. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Snooker? I think so. Mr. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't I remember just remember either. I burnt. I got like a second degree burn one time because uh, you know how to soldering. There's like two different types of like soldering iron. There's the one that's just the tip, you know, just the tip is exposed. Mm. And then there was the one we have in class was which was a large portion of it was exposed uh, metal that was heated to a point where you can solder with it. Mm. And what happened was I put it into the um, to stand. I put it back on the stand and I went to grab it again and I didn't grab the handle. Mm-hmm. I grabbed the part that was hot for only a split second. Nice. But I still got a second degree burn from that. But <laughs> <laughs> me from high school, I didn't want to, I don't want to be a bitch. So I kind of sucked it up. I mean, that's my motto. Don't, don't be a bitch. Right. You know? But <laughs> walking around for the next few days with a second degree burn, I got blisters. <laughs> Just don't be a bitch. I think I think the our, my electronic teacher like asked me, "Am I like what? Are you okay?" Like, because he didn't he didn't he didn't see, but I was definitely distraught. I was uh, it was not a pleasant experience, yeah, and it I was mean, my it was my uh, right hand, my index finger, my thumb. So I use that quite often because I'm on a computer most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a very interesting two weeks of that, but. It's a, it's a very common thing with that kind of work, you know, like with your hands-on sort of yeah, experience. It, like you, you get hurt and then uh, you, you just, learn not to do it. You just learn not to do it. Yeah, yeah. after that, I was yeah. so careful. Yeah, no, like the, the, the most important thing about it, I think, is just making sure it's not like losing a limb or like, you know, getting oh, yeah. infected or, uh, you know, you, the more deadly stuff. You, you work construction. You work yeah. in construction, yeah. right? Like. Has anyone gotten injured yet? Because you you've been there for two and a half years. Yeah, some some uh, a little close to two years now. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's almost bonus month actually. This is, I might buy another car. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, a little under two years. Um, I mean, some stuff has happened, but not really directly to me. Never seen anybody. Uh, we're a relatively small company, so we don't really see many accidents. And Have you heard stories on wood got a yeah right oh yeah plenty of course yeah i mean that's what they have safety orientations for like that's very important uh even though like most people like go over them and then and they're in the classroom they just sit and then just like it's pretty much just like a high school classroom and you just listen to the safety instructor right. ramble on it 
I'm not going to say it's not important, but it's also important because it, it kind of teaches you that people do stupid stuff. And right. if like, you know, the smartest man can do a stupid thing, you, you're definitely not the smartest man. So yeah, you, you can do stupid. Oh, I, I can totally do stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the precautions, because all I know for construction is wear the, the yellow hard hat. And I'm thinking, I'm over here thinking like, if a steel beam falls, a hard hat's not going to save you. To, to be completely fair. It's probably yeah, like tools or something, no, right? Like no. someone drops a hammer. Yeah. Uh, lands on no, I've, I've heard about stories about those. The like, steel beams? No, no. no. Uh, the, the hammers. Hammer? Yeah. Okay. Off of like... Uh, 20-story building because I, I work mostly in New York. So okay. like a lot of union guys tell me stories. Yeah, that, that is the hammers ha- happen. But I've actually never heard of any stories like hitting a pedestrian with a hammer from a 20-story fall. You if, know? It, if it lands on someone with a hard head, is it You're fatal? dead. You're dead? You're dead. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, so... I, I'm not going to say the hard head is not going to save your life. But uh, with that expectation, you should always assume something catastrophic is going to happen. Like, you should always have that in mind. <clears throat> the physical safety equipment should always be your last resort. Yeah. In the first place, that right. should never happen. Right. The hammer should never fall off. Right. Right. And I see, I see a lot of New York construction. There's always like a tarp or some kind of awning. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that's for like debris, debris. or like okay. uh, like if it's over like a sidewalk close yeah, to where yeah, pedestrians yeah. are walking. It's mainly for debris. Uh, I mean, tools can fall out too. Hardware like nuts, bolts, uh, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And then I think about it. I can't even. I remember when I was a kid, I was playing with Legos. I dropped Legos. I can't even imagine if I drop a nut, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or a screw. <laughs> it's so small. And I'm imagining you're wearing Listen, gloves. You might be talking and... about your nuts, but my nuts ain't small. <laughs> <laughs> but you're wearing it. You're wearing gloves most of the time, too, right? Mm-mm. No, I, uh, I, uh, with gloves, you can't really get the tactile touch. Uh, whenever i do wear gloves i try to cut off the tips but uh most of the time that doesn't really do it so i just take the glove off uh you should always wear gloves though when you're working construction construction that's what that's that's where i got the idea i'm like i'm never taking off my gloves yeah i mean there are some circumstances that you have to take off your gloves because there's a difference between like construction gloves and like say mechanic gloves mechanic gloves usually people use nitrile you know like the like the rubber latex stuff Okay. That that rips easily, but like it's like disposable and it could like repel liquids, right? Okay. The the cloth ones mainly for construction soaks up liquids and the liquids leather go one. right to your hand. I mean, besides the welders, you're not going to be using leather. Oh, uh, really? I mean, riggers use leather gloves, yeah, but that's because a rigger? It's, yeah, a rigger. You know those like people who uh, set up stuff when the excavator comes in, and then they hook stuff up to the excavator so the excavator can take it away. No. Yeah, no. The, 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 I had no idea that yeah, yeah. There, There's like a whole operation. Yeah, there's like unions for this stuff too. That's that's the greatest part. Uh, that's another story by itself. Unions. Um, but no, go. You can go into. No, it. no, no, no. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into unions. Right. Like, uh, <clears throat> just, just uh, FYI, I'm not union, but I am pro union. But that's, okay, it's another story. Okay. Um, so you got uh, like, did you get into welding because of? Uh, you wanted to go into car maintenance. Well, let me let me let me finish the thing about the riggers first. Okay, so okay. excavator comes in, right? The guy driving the excavator, uh, any guy driving any heavy machinery is an operator. Okay, uh, they're um, they need to be both, licensed for that. right? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. operating engineer. Yeah, uh, 
well, the proper ones. Uh, union. Cough, okay, cough. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm just joking. Um, but they, they come in and then they're picking up this, I don't know, like two ton trash bag, basically full of like rubble and debris. And the only way to get that is like hook a maybe like synthetic rope or a chain around the loops of the bag. And then, Wait, there's an actual bag yeah yeah, put the yeah, rubble yeah, in? yeah they, they have even bags. hold two tons yeah no it's it's some kind of like uh like plastic uh you, you know those uh whatchamacallit you, you know tarps yeah it's like made of made from that material it's like a plastic i have a tarp like that goes over my pool and i don't imagine it yeah no that that's because weight. like that thing is like constructed in like a single like fiber strand thing i don't but the rubble bags are like weaved like a basket okay uh, so like i i guess they hold more s- stuff um but anyway uh yeah so the people who rig the cable or the rope around to the heavy machine are called riggers and they also do that for cranes you know when the crane like they can't see what the shit they're doing they're on the radio it's like hey move yeah. five degrees to the left or something like that uh, the people on the bottom with the rope, they hook it up to something, and those are called those people are called riggers. Do you need a license for that? Or? Uh, I think in New York you need a license. I'm not sure about anywhere else. I'm not very knowledgeable in like anything else besides my field, which is like I I work for engineers like directly. So uh, Wait, what is, what is your like, field like? I I I'm a I'm a like a technician for mostly instrumentation, which is uh uh like. Something like data monitoring, um, setting up like vibration monitors, okay. tilt meters. Uh, it's a real problem in the city because it's so dense, you know. And when you, you know, kind of demolish one apartment building, the four apartment buildings in the same block kind of get affected and move in some way, like okay. literally, like like they move. get shifted. Yeah, permanently? yeah. No, actually, like and like recently, New York's been like hammering down on that kind of thing. They they've been like requiring instrumentation. So your the vibration instrument is to track the dem- demolition of these buildings yeah. to see how much. I don't it know affects. if you know what a pile driver is. The like, I know the sex position pile driver. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, the foundation for your house, right? Okay. But let's not say for a house, but for a commercial building, like an apartment or like a huge ass skyscraper. It's like right, right. A, it's like they lay the concrete, right, for the foundation. Right. But before they lay the concrete, actually, they put these, like, giant, uh, like, 100-plus-foot uh, steel hollow tubes into okay. the ground. They just hammer them into the ground. And then they cover those with concrete. So at least the concrete acts like uh, the concrete takes the compression force. Okay. And the steel takes the... Uh, the, the horizontal... Uh, vibration uh, I, I, the word is escaping me but yes it, it it acts like rebar in a sense because nowadays modern do you rebar tech- concrete like you, yeah yeah no, you that's, always rebar yeah you you should always rebar otherwise your concrete will just crack in and, and it's just it's called reinforced concrete right yeah yeah, yeah. okay i mean I, pretty much nowadays you don't really do concrete without rebar you know you just yeah. don't because otherwise you're just gonna redo just it too, yeah 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 isn't that that's the same way with asphalt too? I feel like because like here in New Jersey, hmm. uh, I feel like asphalt is different though. It's it's like rubber almost. Yeah, but our our roads are not very. I think recently they're gas tax. 
way the, more uh they're more well maintained than the previous years oh yeah oh it, but oh, yeah. i just remember every time we repaved the road and like winter rolls around and uh the snow plowers come out i don't know if the snow plowers are like um it's be- i don't know if it's because it's third party and the there's no regulation in that but every single time the day after they plow the roads, the roads are all cracked and destroyed. <laughs> and they always need to... I don't know if this is some kind of like... Uh, they're doing this on purpose yeah. so they can keep the the road repair maintenance thing funded. Yeah. It's like, okay, we have a budget. We got to keep... Like give a, give a reason to keep us... Give us more funding to fix yeah. the roads. But every single time these snow plows go, go through these roads, it breaks the roads. Yeah. Well, I... I wouldn't say it's not entirely their fault, but it's also because the moisture from the snow right. melts and into when the it freezes, ground, and then it freezes. It freezes, and then, expands. Yeah, and it expands. Yeah, yeah. That that's mostly the problem that all snow-ridden places have. You know, it's always going to be a problem. There's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it Maybe if we have like you know, like solar panel roads. I've seen those like as a What's concept. A solar yeah, panel? no, I've what seen those as like a concept in Norway, uh, like a couple years back. I don't know if it was actually a thing, but it it was like they lay out solar panels and then on they the could, roads. They could take like tons of force on them. Like trucks okay. can go over them and stuff. And like they they like they're solar panels and and they don't crack with the moisture and stuff because it's glassed. They're glass roads. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I've I mean, never heard I mean, of that before. Hypothetically, wh- why wouldn't it work? You know, like it, right, it's right, cool. Right. Like, uh, but of course, it would be so expensive. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I wanna like imagine. even nowadays, if you put like and seven, heavy, right? if you put like seven, so uh, heavy, I don't think weight is a problem, but it's mainly the cost. Because I, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like if you have like if you put in a city and you have like sewer systems underneath. It might like dip. It might be too heavy, and it might. It I don't know, you'd be surprised, crack dude. Like the foundation. Uh, like you, you'd be surprised what's under the Holland. That uh, I've I've been under the Holland before, and it's just under this, the like, Holland. Yeah, it's it's a semicircle basically. Okay. Uh, it just curves like. Uh, so the Holland bottoms. is the other semicircle. It's just like so huge. No, no, the Holland. Yeah, basically, like it's a it's a circle, and yeah, then the right. the road goes maybe like a third of the way from the bottom. Okay, and then the rest of the third, it's just like all fans that are just like recirculating fans? air. Yeah, recirculating air. How do you think you can breathe in that tunnel? Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> but I wouldn't think like. How do you think you don't instantly die of carbon See, monoxide poisoning? These are so. These are the things that like I don't think about. And now that you mention it, it's like you, you're right. Damn, that's like yeah. I no, never I've thought been, about that. I've before. been under there, the actual Holland, and it's it's cold first of all because the fans are always running. Okay. Uh, I don't know about the summer. I've never been there during the summer, but uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Nice like you know, summer. no, like it's like. It, it it's like so hollow and you'd be surprised how the structure maintains itself but it just does so i ain't do you, complaining did you do maintenance under the hall uh, no we were putting vibration one? monitors under there okay because they were doing like construction a little way back from like a a pier okay. right next to the holland and so, then they demolished something no, they were, they were demolishing i think they were doing some kind of rehabilitation because you know there used to be plans for another tunnel into brooklyn i think no I yeah no yeah into long island city yeah there used to be it used to be this huge project what uh, happened to that uh it got canceled new york didn't want to pay they wanted new jersey to pay most of it and oh uh, my. i think uh 
Christy was like, nah, we're not doing this, fam. It's crazy. Yeah. No, dude, you think about how great it would be if we had another tunnel into New York. Yeah, getting to Brooklyn, getting to New York is not really <laughs> well, the problem. It's not that bad anymore, considering yeah, they it really like, doubled. But getting to Brooklyn is a pain and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brooklyn, you got to pass so many bridges. I, I think you need to yeah. pass at least two bridges yeah, no, from where it's we are. Gothels uh, and Verrazano, yeah. yeah. And, and then the, a, the Verrazano and then, itself is 12 bucks. Gothel is like 10. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy. But and that's one way. But the thing is, when you're entering Gothels, you don't pay anything. When you're exiting, you pay. But still, I know after after a certain time period, they don't charge you. I I, I think I ninety five they don't charge you after like commuting hours. Oh. At least coming back. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't like know. going in, they charge you. Coming I back. I drive a work truck all day, so like I don't pay for any of that. Yeah, I could care less. Could Last time I tried to use the Easy Pass, I think the balance on my account was like off <laughs> so every single time i went through the thing it would just say call service center yeah actually nowadays uh they have a credit easy pass i know asian parents are too like cheap right. to like get that because they're like oh it's a credit card basically we we don't want it to like auto pay and stuff um but but easy pass yeah. easy pass is basically auto pay what? i feel like yeah no no it's a it's a debit card i don't know if you know that but you yeah, load right, money right. into it but you then- you need to pay it but you need to pay if you if you, you need to pay it initially so so uh you need to pay the tag uh price right the price of the tag and then they ship that to you and then you could load that up with money and then from there it's just like you keep it going takes out from the account it tells you hey balance low right but but you still need to pay new, that balance there's a new system I'm, now right. where it's just credit like you run through all the tolls and then at the end of the month they you pay the bill that that makes more sense. I feel like yeah. No, the other way around is just. I, it's basically the same thing. You're gonna do it I, anyway. But like, if you're irresponsible, like it's yeah. it's not the way to go. You know? I understand, but like, it's not like you're giving a credit card to your kid, and they could be like spending on like dumb shit. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> These know, are man. tolls. Like, what, how much driving what, can they be going? What, what, can they, can, can, can they think be about doing? it though? Like, if you commute to New York every day, five days a week, uh, and you take the Verrazano and Gothels, okay. that's like. 24 34 dollars right every day if you what are the other options you know it's either that or you your commute is just gonna be way longer no man take the bus man it's way more convenient you can sleep on the bus i know tom plays vr in the bus what do you do you you know it's not ar do you know uh no no no. he has like a phone vr heads uh ar headset no, no. I'm pretty sure. It's, I'm pretty sure no, it's he AR. Puts, he puts his phone and it connects to the the headset itself. Right, right. Yeah, and but he's just looking around, right? Like I, uh, I don't, I don't know what he does. He could watch porn on that for all I know. Like he, that is the most. That's the best thing about VR nowadays. <laughs> you know, like nobody knows if you're watching porn <laughs> on the bus at five in the morning. Nothing yeah, strange I, about I, that. Last time I saw, because when I used to work in Port Authority, we used I see Tom a lot commuting back oh yeah because we, we, that, we live yeah. relatively in the same area and yeah. he just kind of just sleeps yeah. or at least i fall asleep and then right. he always take pictures of me oh <laughs> it's uh, yeah that's that's kind of creepy yeah it's, <laughs> <laughs> tom's an interesting character ah we're all creepy in our own way really we're all unique yes and it's all right yeah yeah you say unique i say creepy <clears throat> creepy unique same thing maybe sure <laughs> So uh, let's get back onto Jeeps. Um, Some of the things that I was, when I was looking up Jeeps and and just from anecdotal evidence, I always noticed that people who drive Jeeps usually 
they don't have their doors. They removed their doors. What's up with that? <laughs> Dude, you know, it's so funny because I removed my doors like recently, like okay. last last week or no, no, the second to last week when I actually tried to install my new lift. Right. Um, I removed the doors and we rolled the Jeep down and I drove it into the parking lot just like with like uh, no no engine drive. It's just all pushed. Okay. And I was going down without the doors. And I'm like, wow, this is. This is exhilarating. For some reason, it's so weird. It's like a safari thing. And like, you're just like, there's so much space. I can hang my entire half of the body outside the, the car. <laughs> right. I, I understand that part it, of it. It's but so then- weird. No, I guess people just get like used to it after a while when they remove their doors. I yeah. don't know. It's the whole Wrangler I, thing. You you see yeah. it with a ton of Wranglers. You don't really see it primarily with Cherokees and like Liberties. I, I just everything. think it looks like a glorified golf cart like, at that point. <laughs> I mean, well... To be completely fair with you, like Wranglers are, they start at like $30,000. They're pretty expensive. Oh my. Yeah. No, That's nowadays, like they go, they top out at like 70. It's crazy. Our friend has a Jeep Cherokee SRT. And that thing's a monster. <laughs> that, and I can't imagine that, him taking the doors that, out. That's, that thing a, is that's really a completely long. different beast because uh, like, uh, like you don't Jeep really nowadays is just, yeah, no, you, you don't really off-road except with a Wrangler nowadays, really. And that, that's the thing that I was thinking about because I understand that uh, the reasons why you would remove the doors off a Jeep, like maybe you want to reduce some weight oh. and it feels great because it's like a convertible. Not on my car. You remove the doors, it actually uh, weighs like, more. No, no, no. <laughs> How does that work? How does that, no, it, it weighs less, but like it actually like, uh, uh, what is the word? Uh, the, the structure of the Jeep, like the integrity, right? It, it becomes questionable because the entire thing is just like flimsy. Okay. And it's just made of like really thich, uh, thin sheet metal. So when oh, you really? remove the doors, you're basically removing like part of the structure. So like your Jeep can wiggle, wiggle. Is that why <laughs> Is that why I see most Jeeps that don't have doors just have a tarp on the top or something uh, like that? No. What? I see that very no. often. What? It really? looks like it almost looks like a convertible well, on top. Uh, you know, Wranglers? like the tarp. Wrang- oh, uh, the soft tops. Yeah, the soft yeah, tops. like a like a Miata or like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is just a factory soft top that oh, they put okay. on. Yeah, no, because a lot of people like having the option of just having the bars up top and no roof and anything, and the sun shining down on their fucking hot legs. You yeah, ever have that? that? Even in a regular car, where the sun shines down on your right leg, and you're just like, wow, my right leg is burning right now. Yeah, now you mention it. Most of my most of the cars in my family have sunroofs, and we never use the sunroof. It's yeah. just one of those. Also, things. like that sunroof itself is like a couple hundred pounds. It's very heavy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's it's a giant piece of glass. <laughs> yeah, with with like nowadays you have the moonroof too in the back. You know, like wait, what's a moonroof? No, it's like an extended sunroof. You know. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. It's got that second panel in the back. No, it makes sense. I don't know what it's actually called. I call uh, it a moonroof. Maybe they should call moonroof the smaller one and the sunroof the extended one. I don't know. I don't. The sun is bigger than the moon, but whatever. <laughs> the other thing is like when I look at a jeep, I'm like, okay, this guy goes off roading, but then no, 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 no. Yeah, but then, but then no. when I see them without the doors, I'm like, okay, if you're going no. off roading and there, this thing flips, there are two types of off roaders. I think the people who go off roading and the people who don't. <laughs> people who right right and like when you go off-roading you're expected to break things and like scratch your fenders and scratch your body paint paint okay uh and most people don't want to do that which is completely reasonable you know of course and, and it's the wrangler nowadays is pretty expensive so you know you kind of don't want to scratch that up so people 
uh, I'm not going to say they pretend to look like they're going off-roading. It's just I think there's a stereotype, not a negative one, but like most Jeep people go off-roading, and that's not really true. I, I'd say like uh, 30%, 60, 60%, fuck, and Isn't 10%. that low? <laughs> I thought everyone who buys a Jeep will go off-roading. Yeah, no, it's really not, no. You even, even like those trucks that you see like lifted high to the sky, okay, they probably don't go off roading. Oh, they just really? like showing off their big. Oh, speaking of, speaking of which, I was at, I was trying to pick up some pizza the other day near, you know, we didn't, you know, the Target near um, near where I live. Yeah, they had like a car show or whatever there, and I saw like Focus Focus RS. Oh, dude, my mom was telling me about that. She was there was too? It, what, where was, when was this? Like last weekend? This, last, was, this was like a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I remember my mom telling me about that because I was like asleep. She woke me up with a text and I looked at it. I'm like, what? Well, why Why she tell you? <laughs> no, because, you know, you're, like you're, I'm into cars and she oh, was like, oh, okay, okay. let's do something together. And I was like, no. Oh, that's so sweet. No, it's really not. <laughs> you end up, up going? <laughs> no, no. I, dude, I was like literally in my bed you're and I woke out. up because of that text. And oh, I was man. like, wow, no, you're, you're, I don't, I don't want this right now. <laughs> if I saw this pick, I saw this pickup truck. It was uh, so low to the floor. Yeah, no. That's the thing though. Like, like drag. I, I don't I don't I don't Drag know if trucks. you're yeah yeah people oh those are very common like people like lower the hell out of them and then they make it go super fast in one straight is that line. why it's low yeah no it's for like the arrow yeah it's it's great no I love those things well, why not just get a get another car Listen, that's man, more like it, if you're happy with it as the car owner okay props to you that's like, true. you can that's do true. whatever you want you know I just thought it looked a little funky you know? if you want to pretend you go off roading be my guest yeah that's true. <laughs> You have any interesting off-roading stories? No, I actually don't because oh, well, the only time I went off-roading was when I broke the Jeep, and that was like day zero when I got that Jeep. Uh, Julie and I were in Pennsylvania. We got the I bought the car. Um, it, it's got like two hundred sixteen thousand miles on it. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it's a twenty-year-old car. Oh, w- w- way um, to way to break it out <laughs> day one. <laughs> and, yeah, and, we, and then we drove like do. an hour and a half to South Jersey. Uh, to uh, Warren State Forest. I don't know if you've ever been there to the Pine Barrens. It's no, it's a not. it's a great place. It's great for off roading. A lot of dirt bikers go there too. Um, but uh, we went there and it was going good. It was going great. Like the Jeep was working perfectly fine. Little okay. squeaky, but okay. You know, it, it it was going good. And then near the end of the day, we saw this big ass puddle, and I was like, I'm gonna go through this. <laughs> <laughs> Did and, you only uh, go through it first? No, no. Julia was like, no, that's too way too deep for me. Okay, and, okay. And and you like I say this in hindsight because you should always test how deep the water is yourself before okay. actually driving your maybe you know, a couple thousand dollar car over it. Mine was a thousand dollars. So I didn't really right, care that right. much, but I, I was just like, let's send it. And I sent it and I got stuck in the middle of that puddle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. And then we spent like three to four hours trying to get it out. Like the whole, the, the whole plan was pretty good. Cause like our plan was uh, we go off-roading and then we go to uh, we drop the car back at Julian's, and okay. then me and Julian get in his cross track, and we go to Adam's graduation uh, in in DC. For, yeah, in DC, right? And, and that was like the very next day after we went off roading. 
So um, you had everything planned. Yeah, we had everything planned. And then I got stuck in that puddle in South Jersey. Oh my. And then we spent three to four hours trying to like get it out with like a like a high lift jack and just like manually winching it. Like freaking cool. Was it the workers. one we used that Yeah, once? yeah, that red one. Yeah, with yeah. The, yeah. Like we were just like going boop, boop, boop. Like yeah, just like so you guys coal workers, just man. so you guys know, we uh when when Chan when when Chan bricked his Jeep. <laughs> We had to bring it into a trailer and because it didn't have a, because it wasn't working, we had to push it up this little ramp and this Jeep was like, I swear, made of pure cast iron. <laughs> this thing was so heavy. We couldn't even push it up with like momentum in neutral. So we had to use a, like the manual winch. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's took a, a while. That's the same too. one. Yeah, that, that, that one that, took a while. That, that one took a while. And that's the thing. Like we winched it, we winched it, quote unquote, um, with that high lift for like what do you say like an hour or something okay julian and i spent like three to four hours trying to get it out of that puddle oh my and it was just stuck in that sand um and it it was just awful so i called up some like random off-road tow company at first i was quoted by this other tow company like eleven hundred dollars okay that's the price of my fucking jeep dude i might as well just leave the thing in the forest and just like never turn back. I don't really give a shit. Okay. But but like I called another off-road, like a like a very popular off-road towing company in that right. area. And they quoted me like 300 bucks. And I was like, okay, let's go for it. And then like an hour went by and this like fucking lifted Jeep Wrangler with like 40-inch tires showed up. You could hear it from like a mile away. <laughs> and he showed up. He's just like, sup, guys. And he's, he's, he just looks at my jeans. It's just like... Yeah looks like you guys have a problem and we were just like yeah we we like trying to manually winch it like for like the past three to four hours and he was like oh why'd you stop <laughs> <laughs> what do you even say to that and then he started like, smoking why, why, that's why do you think you're here <laughs> we started smoking a cigarette he he started smoking a cigarette he winched this out of the puddle and then we tried to start the jeep but uh we it didn't start uh and later i found out the starter was full of sand it's this like module on your uh on your engine okay. that basically starts up with uh, electricity and just like hammers in to start up your engine. So it's the it's the it's the a starter. spark. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a different mechanism. I, I, I don't know exactly how it works, so I can't properly explain to you. But it's a, it's it the, starts your engine. Okay, okay. <laughs> it starts your engine. It's a thing. It's the thing that gets the gasoline. No, no, firing. no. It's the thing that. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, when it's like a hammer that strikes the nail on the head. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like uh, a gun? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, to fire the bullet. Yeah. yeah. And in this sense, the bullet is like the gasoline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something right. like that metaphor. Uh, I get that. I get rough that. Rough metaphor. So what's uh, happening? Like the car didn't work? Yeah, the car didn't work. So he towed us out like a quarter of a mile. Um, and then that cost me like 360 bucks. Yeah. I tipped him like a 10 for the beer, like that I wanted yeah. to give him. Uh, and then we left my Jeep there just in the middle of a field by what? the road. Yeah. And I left my phone number in case some like, you know, cop was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, and then like immediately, I think it was like 2 a.m. Okay. Julian and I had to make it to Adam's graduation, which was at like eight or something. Oh my. So, and the ride to DC is like three and a half hours or something without traffic. Okay. So we were, we just like went there, booked it. We, we went to his graduation smelling like swamp. 
<laughs> oh my! Did he appreciate that? <laughs> I mean, no. Like, I mean, you we know, told them like, it's just like, hey, uh, we, we we smell like swamp. Like, uh, but yeah, his whole family was there, and it was just like Julian. Like, everybody was like in for- semi formal wear, like dresses and like suits and like right, button I saw some downs. Of the pictures. Me, yeah. me and Julian was just like in a t shirt and shorts. <laughs> were they, were they wondering just, what we, happened, dude? We were dirty as hell too. Like, oh my god. Oh. Yeah, but that yeah. You, you still made it there. And yeah, no. That says oh, yeah, something yeah. about you. No, right? dude, like I passed out on the way there. And then halfway through, I think Julian was just pulled over to a rest stop. He's like, Chan, I can't do it anymore. And then <laughs> he passed out as well. <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, I, I wasn't really comfortable with driving a manual car. So I, d- I didn't really drive that car. Oh, it was Julian's cross Yeah, yeah, it was Julian's okay. cross yeah. No, but I did drive it while we were in D.C., though. And oh, my God, that made me learn first gear. Like, I'm... Like, oh, if you want to learn how to drive a manual car, drive it in a city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> First time sucks. I drove it in traffic. Yeah, oh no, it, it, it sucks. You comfortable driving manual now? Oh, hell, yeah. But I own a Fiesta, man. I, uh, yeah, but. Yeah. If you didn't offer to drive, I would have. Well, um, for the, but but you offered the drive before I could say something, and I was like, yeah, I'm a little tired. Yeah, sure. Well, the the time you went to my house? No, no, today, today. Oh, today? Yeah, when we. When oh, you, you wanted to drive the Fiesta today? Yeah, yeah. Because I oh, haven't. We should have. We should have did that. That would have been a lot more uh, fun. I don't. I, don't uh, I like that car. It's like, yeah. I, I was I was thinking about getting WRX because it it makes the most sense because it was either that or the STI. But then the STI like the peak torque's around like 4k, uh-huh. and the WRX is around 2k. Listen, and I'm thinking, it, like, dude, I'm not going to hit 4K in the, the... numbers do not matter. It's where your heart Yeah, that's what I That's what I started, like, that's what I started, like, thinking after I drove your car. No. I'm like, wow, this car really moves. No, well, for me, at least, like, I have the tools in order to change quite a lot of stuff. And at this point, it doesn't matter what I buy because I could just probably buy, like, a random Corvette engine and just, just transplant the engine into the car. What was the Corvette engine called again? It, it's the LS. The LS? Yeah. The, the LS engine? Yeah, yeah. the GM LSs. What's the difference? I, I hear that in, like, the 2JZ thrown around. Uh, yeah, the 2JZ is a very popular Toyota engine. and It's the one in the original... Uh, Supra, yes. Uh, Supra, 2JZ, yes. Uh, and the LS 1s, 2, 3, those are, like, the different generations between okay. all the years. Um. Uh. Yeah. They're they're in the Corvettes. Uh. I I'm not really knowledgeable about engines per se, so I, I still have to dwell engines. into that topic. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking about swapping your Fiesta ST engine out? I am not touching it? that for until I'm done with the Cherokee. Like, there's too much things to do with the Cherokee. What What else do you need to do about the, the like? Cherokee? I the Cherokee is going to be like the test. For the Fiesta, where I make the Fiesta an actual fast car, whereas like a the Cherokee, yeah, we're no, 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 not really, because there's two different platforms. The Cherokee is a four by four, and the Fiesta is a small, quick, nimble little car that can handle really well. Right, right, right. Whereas the Cherokee is like literally, you're driving a box in the highway. Yeah, it's like a brick. <laughs> yeah, when we were when we were, uh, when we were bringing that to um, the U-Haul to U-Haul, yeah. That thing was that was scary on the highway. <laughs> I think it was like five tons, and we're dragging this thing in the highway, and it was like you felt everything. Uh, and Julian's suspension in his car, I think, is Sequoia. It wasn't even that stiff. <laughs> yeah, we we seized three calibers on that Sequoia while hauling that Wait, Cherokee. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julian took it the mechanic to the next day because we noticed some strange sounds coming from the road, uh, the wheels, and yeah, his calipers were three calipers were seized. 
I thought it, we we thought it was just the front two. No, no, the rear one as well. Dude, speaking <laughs> of calibers, I remember one time, the first time uh, I learned. It was around the first time I learned how to uh, drive manual, but uh, our friend Tony really wanted to drive, and we're like, okay, uh, we'll use. At the time, Julian had this really right, shitty right. Saab, right? Uh, and we all basically learned how to drive manual with that Saab. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we brought the Saab to like a parking lot. We're teaching Tony. I don't know what happened, but we noticed it was smoke coming out the rear <laughs> caliper, rear right caliper, <laughs> and it just. We found out it was locked. So we brought yeah. it to another parking lot. We yeah. called up like Julian called up like everyone who could help. Yeah. And I just remember like that parking lot was so dark. The light went out. <laughs> one by we the looked Sears, so right? shady. The one next to Sears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were so shady. We looked yeah. like we we're trying to like Did you did you know what came out of that? What? Uh like me, Slav, Chris, uh, I think helped out Julian. Like uh what do you, what do you mean came out of that? Oh no 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 we like who came to help? We what did we do? We bled the brakes, but we didn't really bleed them. What do you mean? Um, like the brake fluid oil? Yeah yeah, because it was like full of like bubbles and it was like old and shit, so it doesn't really work that well. Okay. If you if you get your brakes hot enough, your brake fluid actually starts to boil and it just turns into water, and it's basically oh, useless fuck? at that point. Um, that's why your brakes like eventually they just get like weaker and weaker yeah it's i feel not, like that's what's happening in my not, car it's right not now. it's not primarily because of the brake pads the amount of material you have left it's the oil it, it's the brake fluid yeah oh sorry uh, fluid yeah yeah uh it, it's like alcohol based so it like eventually with time turns into water oh my yeah so uh you should always check up on that eh. it's not nece- necessary though like yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that that time was so yeah. Shady. I I, re, I, re, I do remember that because I I helped him bleed it, and then it did, we really didn't kind of bleed it, and then he towed it. I think. Right. I just remember the caliper was so old. Yeah, yeah. And the car was so old when we tried to remove the nut off of it. Uh, I stripped the nut, so I was trying to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what I did, but like I think I like try to stomp on the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The fuck. Where does six came with me? The, the tool the wrench the wrench uh-huh. there we go i was i think i stomped on a wrench or something to like get it to move because uh-huh. it was so it was on so tight and i ended up just stripping the nut yeah and i'm like well fuck you know uh, surprisingly a lot of people don't know that sometimes you are stronger than steel and you can strip out steel very easily with the right tools I would imagine because you're putting so much torque and force yeah. with the tool. Yeah. No, especially on leverage like too. old car. Like usually those materials, they, they come with like crappy calipers or like the aftermarket stuff. They're just like still the crappy steel that it came with to begin with in like yeah. 1996 or something. It's all rusted. No, nah, not even that. It's just like weak steel. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for us, out. we put like a, I think we put like a PVC pipe on a wrench. Yeah, so no, no that, is, that is the way to go. And yeah. then you, when you stomp on that at like the, the, yeah. the tip of it, you, you generate so much force. Yeah, yeah. It, I can imagine it, you just strip anything yeah. at that point. Now in hindsight, it's like, wow, like I should have just left it in there because it was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and once I realized it was stuck, I was like, okay, this thing's not coming off. Hmm. Probably better to not strip it. I actually didn't. I actually don't know what happened afterwards. Like, well, we do know what happened afterwards. He junked that car, <laughs> right? But then he fixed it first, and he junked. I it. don't even know about that. To be honest, I just remember he junked the car and then got a cross trip. So, oh my, he traded in the Accord for the cross trip. Right, right. Drove yeah. the Accord for one year. Yeah, traded yeah. for the cross trip. Yeah. 
Damn. Because yeah, it kept popping tires on that thing. <laughs> yeah, that thing was that thing was that thing was interesting. The I I remember the 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 shifter. Uh huh. The knob was like loose too. Oh oh, the Saab. Oh, I was talking about the Accord. Cause, oh no, yeah. Uh, the Accord was fine. I feel like. Yeah, but Julian kept driving it and popping tires because he's an idiot. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. We're at his house. Um. He might be listening. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. Hey, that sob, that sob. I remember um, Julian went to China, and for like vacation or something. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then he left at my house, and then I was like, "Why are you leaving at my house?" He was like, "Oh, you practice driving manual." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I didn't actually practice, but I did try to teach my cousin how to drive it. <laughs> and uh, Listen, funny, it, funny it, thing it, is, what ended up happening was it it was all fine and dandy. He learned how to put it into first gear. You learn how to like put it into gear. Everything fine. Yeah. And then we went to rever- how to. Uh, I was trying to teach him how to do reverse. reverse. Yeah. And for the sob, there was a little latch under the knob. Mm. They need to lift up. And I told him you gotta lift that up to put it into reverse. Yeah. And he went to first or sixth. No, he just straight up pulled the knob off. <laughs> 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 so at that time i didn't julian didn't tell me that knob that knob was loose so i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> the amount of panic i could just imagine you going through you, you and it was <laughs> so loose i couldn't put it back in because i i guess That's it was just it was cocked it was cocked in mm-hmm. and it was just it was so loose <laughs> i couldn't ba- put it back in and and I had to drive. I had to put it into reverse. And uh, putting that thing in reverse without the knob was the weirdest thing ever. Oh, and my God. I had to drive back with just like a little like shaft of metal. Uh-huh. It was it was quite an experience. Hmm. That was very, very interesting. You know what throws me off, actually? Julian's cross-track reverse is like the opposite of mine. His goes to the right, like right next to six. Yeah, that's like And most... mine goes... No, no. Most cars actually go to first. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Japanese thing, I guess. I don't know. Damn, dude, my anecdotal evidence. Wait, <laughs> I, the Saab is European. Yes, the Saab is European. Yeah, and I, it goes I, to the six. No, no, you know what? It might be. It might be a new thing, but that doesn't make sense either because the Crosstrek is literally new. Like the first generation yeah. Crosstrek, the XV, was like 2014. So I don't, I don't know. I, don't know, I think for things, me, I think Subaru for thing. me, it's like I'm so used to because I've only driven. I don't have a manual because I've only driven the cars that Julian has. Yeah. I'm used to this where the reverse being where the six is. Yeah. I mean, I guess the car is so weak that if you're in sixth gear and you try to start it while thinking it's in reverse, you'll definitely feel it because okay. the car will not go. Yeah. Well, to true. be fair, that car doesn't go anywhere in general. I flat foot that thing and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You're just wasting gas at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like It's so weird to me. Like when I drive that Fiesta, uh, dude fes that can move yeah i love that car yeah. like now now i think about it, it kind of makes me want to buy like get a miata or something yeah no like uh, those those that weight class in general like the fiesta the focus the brz the gt86 line uh well the miata yeah, those, those are pretty good cars the golf you know i want to i i was looking into brz for a little bit but like mm. everyone Every form I go on, there's like, oh, it doesn't feel fast. It's it's a fuckboy car. That's that's really why you don't want it. Oh, is it really? But but the same goes for the WRX. It's a fuckboy car. But it's so it's all wheel drive. 
You can drive it all year long. You don't Listen, need to give a shit. There's literally the defense. I've heard the defense of the WRX like countless in the amount of time. It, it's a fuckboy car. I was just think thinking about like, it though. Like, use it the for amount commuting. of ricers that you see, what, what do they own? They own a the Nissan Civic? 270Z. Uh, okay. 370Z, you know, the bubbly back yeah, one, yeah. the Civic, yeah. Uh, the Nissan Altima, that's a fuckboy car. Okay. This, uh, the the BRZ. Okay. Uh, the, what were you we just talking about? The the WRX, the Impreza. Focus. The Focus. Is I, it Focus? I don't know. I, don't I know. like the Focus look. It doesn't uh, look as aggressive as the see, other. See, I one. say fuckboy part, uh, car, but I don't really care what people do to their car because, you know, like as long as you love your car, you know. As make, long love, as you're happy. make love in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no. we don't judge here. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's not very fun. So, what? In the car? Yes. Yeah. It, it. All right. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to. Let's, let's, yeah, let's not get into let's, that. Let's next. <laughs> All right. I, I wanted to, I wanted to know, like, what? So, how did you even start fixing your Jeep? Because you uh, knew what was wrong with it, right? <laughs> Uh, you're trying to figure out what you're trying to figure out what's wrong with it like i i think a main motto of my life kevin is to just go with the flow and if if it's if it's broken try to fix it and if it's in the shit just just send it send it away (laughs) just send it that's a pretty good motto (laughs) if it's too much just let it go yeah no uh, definitely though the cherokee is uh, a little bit too much, considering it's a twenty-year-old car. You know, right. most sane people don't really work on that kind of thing. So, what is actually? What did you find out what was wrong with it? Uh, well, it had its seized caliper. Funny enough, just like the okay. Saab. You know, it started. Seems I started like smoking. A like I, I noticed it because when I was coming back from Julian's, I was at the light at uh, around the fire station, and I, I was like, wow, that's that's smells like brakes and then it smells kinda, like brakes i, stick, I, I <laughs> right, stuck right. my head outside the window and like i looked at my like i saw smoke arising and i'm like hmm hmm these are <laughs> these are very familiar <laughs> symptoms <laughs> yeah no but i got those replaced um i'm gonna have to do the rear ones too because those are rusted as hell uh, i can't actually bleed them it's really funny i've bled the front brakes but okay. i can't i can't i actually cannot bleed the rear ones because it's like the it's, it's just, just rusted yeah okay, uh, okay. I, I i tried to like unscrew the nipple yes okay. i said nipple uh but it's just rusted so- shut and it just rounded itself so Damn. yeah what else was wrong with it uh, uh i mean overall it's just old car old car things you know i i don't know like let me know bad brakes bad brakes uh, headlights were really crappy okay uh the engine makes funny sounds but i think that's just the the 4.0 <laughs> in general i think that, i think it's just that platform in general it just makes funny sounds it's really loud it really uh, is yeah uh what else i mean the inside is just flooded. like deteriorating no it wasn't it was flooded okay but that was my fault so you know no no blame on the is, previous is that for fixed that one. like the, the the starter that you were talking about yeah yeah I, I replaced that yeah but it, it's funny actually now now there's another problem with that whole ignition setup you know okay. the the key ignition cylinder and then that goes to the the starter the, right that's, but okay. but the thing is my ignition cylinder you know the thing you put your key into and then turn it okay it's it doesn't work what, what do you mean like like it's so old i think the tumblers of the lock itself inside or just get like seized up from time to it time. doesn't turn yeah yeah it doesn't turn oh my. yeah yeah um so you know what i do what i have i carry a hammer in that car 
and, and every time it doesn't want to turn, I put the key in and give it a little tap of the hammer. Oh my goodness. And when I say a little tap, it's not a little tap. Give it a nice healthy whack is what you did. It's like when you spank your child for being bad. Uh, yeah, and it always works 100% of the time. Yeah, it always works. Yeah. Spank your child when they're bad. <laughs> Respect your elders. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a really funny thing. Yeah, no, I only started doing that recently. I actually started panicking before because Why? I thought it was How like so? I, I thought it was my starter. I thought it was my battery. I thought it was like the wiring harness, like okay. something shorted out or something. No, it's just it's just something very simple. It's also another motto like you should always keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah, I think it was like stupid. kiss. Yeah, keep it K-I-S-S. simple. Stupid. Yes, K I S S. Very common mechanic motto. Did you know how to fix all these things like beforehand? No, I mean, yeah, but it comes with the experience of fixing cars, you know. How'd you, do you just go on YouTube and like look it up? Oh yeah, dude, YouTube is one of the greatest resources. Yeah, also WikiHow, like old ass forums back from like 2008. Oh my. You know, like that's the best. That's 11 years ago now I think about uh, it. Yeah, no, but oh my It's over a decade ago. Yeah, no, but you got to think about like people have these cars for like, you know, over 20 years surely you know in the course of that 20 years where the internet was invented someone was would have someone had a problem yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah and a very specific problem yeah damn i didn't know just googling yeah google's been such a useful tools and diy stuff in general yeah because i feel you can't you couldn't weren't able to do that before you had to actually go into and you know what it's free Google yeah. is free. That's, I mean, I mean, buying your own parts isn't free. Yeah. And I guess if you fuck up, you got to like fix all this shit. Yeah. But it's experience, like knowledge is free nowadays. Yeah. And that's, that's something crazy. Uh, I, I, the, there's practical knowledge and then there's actually theoretical knowledge. Those are two very different things because a lot of people love to get their hands dirty and then a lot of people do not. And then there's sort of that middle ground where you don't know yet which what which side you are until you actually start to do it. And then like so like the get, armchair experts versus the, the no not that. really armchair experts. Like I I don't really count those people into the equation. I I, I more counted as the fact that there are mechanics and then there are like engineers. Okay. Some engineers don't. Most engineers don't like get, getting their hands dirty. Right. They don't do it. Um, they know how, and they're. I mean, they're they're. No, I feel like it, their job it, is to sim- do something else. Yeah, no, their their job is another different right, animal, right, right. Right? right? So like, yeah, we need we need both. It's not of up them. to them. Yeah. We definitely need both of them. Yeah. So what's the progress of the car now? Like, uh, well, I'm completion? trying to put a lift onto it. I mean, it it just be easier to show you, really. Like, if I say I'm putting a four link system on the front and then replacing my transmission cross member, I don't think you would know what that means. I do not. <laughs> but can you yeah. explain it in any? Uh, well, there's this form? usually in all cars. Uh, yes, in all cars, there is a plate that is attached to either side of your car, and it holds up the transmission weight, which is in the center of your car usually, or in the front half. So the transmission is on your trans- this thing. Your transmission is like it's laying on two this thing. to four hundred pounds, depending on how heavy your car is overall. Is um, it laying on this plate? Yeah, it, it basically lays the weight on the plate. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, and that plate spreads the weight to either side of the car. Okay, um, because it's bolted there. Uh, so I'm replacing that that plate. Okay, and then I'm replacing the mount itself, the transmission mount, the the thing that holds the transmission and the plate 
uh, in between. So okay. like it doesn't really vibrate like each other. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Because if you didn't have that mount and you just had the steel plate with the transmission, the transmission would just like probably vibrate onto the plate and either one would like one of them is going to break. break. Yeah. 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 So you got to have like a rubber or a, a poly bushing. A poly bushing. Yeah. So uh, a lot of race cars, uh, uh, there are two options to like any kind of bushing, mm-hmm. which is basically something that holds another thing into place. It's like an O-ring, you know? an o-ring yeah uh fuck man how do i explain? i i know i i think i know what you're talking about because there's o-rings in my filter for my pool mm. for the no for but the it's pipes. not really an o-ring it's like the closest thing i could think of right now okay but basically uh bushings mounts almost the same exact thing but uh there are rubber mounts poly mounts uh, rubber mounts are usually the way to go. They absorb a ton of vibration. They uh, reduce the amount of noise your uh, vehicle makes because they absorb all the vibration, right? Right. Poly bushings are literally the complete opposite. Uh, they don't absorb like minimal vibration absorption. Why do people get it? Uh, because they're just lighter. They're just easier, uh, cheaper. Uh, with rubber ones, you... You got to change them every out. Uh, you got to change them every now and then. Maybe right. like 50, 30 to 50,000 miles. Maybe I'm, I'm going to just oh, throw a rough ball. Bad. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not that, that bad. bad. Yeah. Um, but the poly ones easily 70, 100 maybe. How long do you think it's going to take to finish your Jeep? Uh, no, I'm, ju- I'm going to try to knock it out by this coming weekend. Cause this weekend? Yeah. So it's almost done <clears throat> at this point. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I'm going to say like another 14 man, hour, man hours. 14 man hours? Yeah. Uh, because the previous weekend I caught my forearm into a thing. What happened there? My, my coworker, it's not really his fault, but I got my, he got my arm caught in between a tight space and okay. kind of uh, shifted. My, my arm was in between a wall and an and a open hinge. Okay. So he opened the box. Oh, and it okay. Like, and it like, when all the force went in one direction okay. while the wall was pushing in another. Okay. So like my forearm was getting like pushed into two different directions. And okay. It, it, it hurt a lot. Like that's yeah, probably, I would imagine that's probably the Holy worst shit. pain. Did you I've break bone? Like, no, no. Like it's a muscle strain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't shit. lift anything heavy. I, how's it, how's it dude, now? Even driving with one hand, it sucks. Like it hurts. Did you get it checked out? Uh, actually I told my company about it and they told me that I have to. So have tomorrow to I have out. to, yeah. They cleared my schedule for me tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully it's not anything nah, too it's, serious. It's just a muscle strain. It's nothing serious. There's no like visible contusion or anything. There's like a little knot. I, I can it, feel it. Now you mention it, it kind of looks a little fucked No, nah, it's because I jack off with this hand. Oh, uh, okay. That, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah how, how expensive has uh, fixing your car been so far? Uh, uh, let's has see, it the, been more expensive than the car itself yes, so yes. far? Yes, the lift itself was like around... Three thirty one hundred dollars. God damn, a lit. Yeah. No. Is that did you didn't you put a winch on it too? Like yes. A, the winch itself is not that very expensive. Okay. Good winches are. Is it auto? Is it automatic? Two four hundred dollars. Is it automatic one? Uh, what do you mean automatic? Uh, I'm thinking like, like the one we like. Were it's using a retractable. To. Yes. Yes. Do you need to hand crank it? No, no, no. There, oh, okay. there are no that's, winches. That's what I like, meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, electric winches like they're all automatic like that. They okay. they self retract. Yeah. And usually they're classified by like tons of force. 
mine mine is a 10,000 pound winch it could haul a lot uh 10,000 pounds yes that's a lot yeah. of weight no but it depends it's kind of misleading because at some length of rope that you're out okay that 10,000 pounds is actually like smaller way less yeah like each foot of like it diminishes like cable yeah 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 yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah but like i'm i'm imagining like you're trying not to winch something super far away. Yeah, no, yeah. That's why first. people make it up with like really long tow ropes and then they just attach the cable onto that. Oh, and then, yeah, okay. That makes, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What else did you get for the Jeep? Uh, I got new headlights. Very nice headlights. Uh, I, I saw that. You I, posted that on Twitter? Yeah, I was I was contemplating between uh, halogens, projectors, LEDs. I figured LEDs was like the last resort because... Uh, Halos and projectors are, you know, like really bright. Right. But no, so no. what are the dif- differences between halogen and LEDs for people uh, who don't know? Halogen is just, you know, your basic bright as light that people okay. never filter. And oh my God, they hurt. Uh, projectors only hurt sometimes. They have that little circular bulb that like is pretty cool. And then they have like a halogen in it and then okay. it projects it in some So direction. projectors are halogens. Yeah. yeah. But it has no, like a- not all projectors are halogens but yes yeah okay. i'm not very well versed into that lighting area too because that's not my thing right, right, right. it's like a it's like an aesthetic thing i i just build that g for practicality and L- i thought leds was the brightest one uh yeah i i did not figure that would be the case but yeah it, it seems to be that case because you could stuff so much inside a led in case that makes then, sense. Um, but yeah, uh, but the, the problem is actually with LED lights, uh, oh. they don't generate enough heat versus like a traditional light bulb, you know? Right. Uh, so problem is when you're in a, like a snow laden place, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't melt, melt the, the snow off. out of your headlights. Oh, and I never it just like about builds that. up. Yeah, yeah. I never that ever was thought thing. about that. So you know what they do? They add like a, you know, the butt warmers on your seats. They add they that, add that in your headlights. What? Yeah, that's crazy, right? So is it always turned on, or you can't? Oh uh, yeah, it it's yeah, I can't turn it off. It's yeah. always on. Yeah, it's always on. Damn, I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, it's something you never think about, right? You know, it's like, hey, why why don't cars ever use like LEDs uh, nowadays? You know, it's like the the thing of the future. It's so cheap, right? It, it's like really energy efficient, right? It doesn't melt snow. <laughs> But you have the you have the butt warmer on the headlights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And would, no, would, but, that, would that make them make but, it more? But you gotta understand, my headlights they're they're like really quality. But like I think they were the only ones on the market with those heating elements, and they were five hundred dollars. Yours is LED. Uh, Yours yes, are LED. yes. My okay. mine are LED. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. For the pair. Yeah, and for that was on sale. Oh my! <laughs> I found Wait, like so a ten percent sale. Even yeah. though LEDs are more efficient. But because you need to put the butt warmer plate on it, <laughs> the, the it becomes element, yes. less efficient. Yes. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm assuming like if you get it in California, it's fine. Do they sell it without the butt warmers? Yeah, yeah. They sell it without the butt warmers, yeah. And it's like way cheap. Is it way cheaper? Uh, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Damn. $500? <laughs> yeah. No, they were, they were very high quality speaker, uh, speakers. Uh, headlights. They're, they're made by JW Speaker, which is so misleading. <laughs> it's so misleading dude like the first time i was like wait there's a headlight brand named D- jw speaker and they make like truck lights basically for like actual like 18 wheelers right and i was like what's so powerful what 
No, no, not not that's just that fact, but it's just the brand name is called JW Speaker. You think they right. make speakers? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Alien don't even know it. Don't know Jack until you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you expect it to be this expensive when you're fixing your car? No. <laughs> I just kind of went with it, man. <laughs> like at some like, point, at some point, it just becomes okay. Yeah, a thousand dollars. Yeah, let's do it. Are you? Damn. <laughs> So is your end goal for your Jeep to go off-roading again? Yes, uh, that is the end goal. Yeah, but I have to finish my build. I, there are a lot of people who disagree, and you should just disagree roll out. That. That's what I'm getting to. Like, oh, You sorry. should just roll out with what you have, you know, like beat-up Jeep, uh, half-built Jeep or anything. I, I, don't, I don't think I can do that. It's just... But yours, like, actually didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works. It's just I don't think... Uh, I can take on some trails that I want to, you know, Dude. like I, I plan to like literally climb rocks and boulders with that thing. I was, yeah, those, those videos I was, uh, I was watching some videos. These Jeeps are basically climbing straight vertical. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that yep. even works. Yep. Yep. It's, it's that, crazy. And that's where you want to get yes, to? Yes. That, that is where I want to get to. And how does, how do, how do you great. actually climb like that with the Jeep? Uh, brute force <laughs> but, <laughs> i'm thinking easiest, about the balance the, of it the easiest it just, way to explain it really it's just brute force uh, like have really good tires have really good grip have almost no air in your tires that way your tires like really flat and you get get all the sidewall onto the ground oh okay yeah okay, okay. yeah because you Basically, know how the sidewall on my tires like yeah. they're 31 inches and like they're Goddamn. they're huge man yeah you basically turn your Jeep into Spider-Man No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. Like there are like some hardcore rigs that people build and those like are amazing. I don't think I'll ever go that far though. Like the vertical like wall ones. Oh, uh, dude, that's that's a lot of those work. Are, those are monsters. Yeah, nah, there's really no reason to go that far. Damn. Yeah. And if you fall. It- no, at that point, it just becomes an actual big dick contest. You know how like trucks like lift themselves to show how much like a length they have yeah uh no man like the true people who have the biggest dicks are the people who are the people who can climb a little vertical wall crazy (laughs) i don't i can't even imagine because like you're thinking about okay people who do bouldering like they climb mountains like okay fine they have a safety rope these people are in a car (laughs) trying to climb a mountain yeah Yeah. that's straight vertical yeah and I'm just thinking to myself, like, what if you feel, what if you tip over? Can a roll cage even save you at that? Oh point? yeah, no, roll cages are designed for that aspect. You know, they're trying, they're they're designed for the vehicle to not crumple on into you. But if you're way up high in the mountain, right? Or I don't hill, know if you've ever seen like catastrophic like rally car crashes. Those things are insane. Like people tumble down cliffs. For like very long time, and they're and alive, they, and they come out, and they're just like, "Yes, holy <laughs> shit!" The rallying is another thing because yeah. I feel like every single time I watch a rallying video, yeah, uh, most of the time the car is not it's even. It's gotten a lot safer nowadays. Actually, you don't really see a lot of crash videos. I've heard from Julian that most of the fatalities is actually from pedestrians. Uh, they get a little bit too close. Sure, yeah. Like I mean, a lot of people they stand on the outside corner. Yeah. you know of the turn instead of the inside because if they fuck up actual suicide to right. me like if someone fucks up in that scenario like yeah. someone's going to die or yep. like someone's going to get seriously injured because if you, if you lose control it's not like you can go in 
more. Yeah. It's very it's very unlikely you're going to go in more. You're probably going to skid outside. Yeah, yeah. And if you're standing on the outside, good luck, dude. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. Exactly. And most of these cars, like, and when you watch, like, serious rallying, they're not even on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. They're in the air yeah, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. No. You can't even change your direction even if you wanted to. <laughs> I can't even, like, imagine how dangerous. Like, it's... These guys are obviously. I think I think watching obviously. from outside is completely different from actual driving uh, an actual rally car at that speed. Like it's more intense watching. Oh no 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 no! It's more tense, intense being inside. Can you imagine if you had the fate of your life in the hands of another man right next to you? Like literally, there's always the driver and the co-driver, right? Right. And as the co-driver, you're just like, uh, don't kill me. Uh, uh, left for uh, 60 crest blind <laughs> dude those people it's balls of steel that's what it is they really they really got their like I want to yeah. say their shit together but like they they got something else wrong with their they head. have some they can, they, can, they can hold it in they can definitely hold it in I would not imagine like I'm I'm just thinking like being like a passenger in like some kind of NASCAR, like some someone's someone's driving a NASCAR around it around like in one lap, and yeah. I'm just sitting in a car, and yeah. how crazy that would be. No, I I think in the first time you would be like, wow, this is insane. Why am I in this vehicle? But then after a while, you know, like as it becomes your like job occupation, and you have like sponsorships and everything, it's just like, yeah, this is fun, right? Yeah. But it's a it's a different type of person. Is the same as like, oh yeah, it's definitely a different type of person. Like skydiving instructors, like <laughs> these people probably have like ten thousand jumps in their lifetime, and. Yeah. You're just standing there like, wow, what does it feel like to be someone who's jumped that many times? Yeah. Because these people probably like fucking jump like three times in a morning and just like. How do you, how do you, how do you think you start out? How do you think you start out rally driving? I have no idea. So you just register your car, pay a fee for the registration and then just stage rally. You just go. You just go. You get your vehicle judged into what classification goes into. And then you just go. What, what are the classifications? Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not well versed into that. But there's definitely some kind of horsepower limit. Okay. Into those classes. Yeah. I was actually looking at a stage rally where they go like you know segments of rally places. Okay. Um, like, uh, and in like the lightest weight possible, I saw like a couple of cars. And then I saw a motorcycle and I was like, what the oh, hell? man. <laughs> wait, that's another thing. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait. I want to get into motorcycle, but we've already been an hour, 20 minutes, almost hour 20 wow, minutes. Wow, really? Now. Yeah. Hour, almost hour 15. Yeah. So I think that we could talk about that next time, but this, I feel like this is a good place to cut it off. And uh, so your end goal is going to be off-roading. Yeah. Um. And you want to reach that vertic- vertical, vertical level. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully, hopefully, nothing. Knock on wood, nothing happens. You yeah, know? maybe yeah. you can reach there. Yeah, maybe we can we can watch you moon. do it. And we'll cheer on. Yeah, but yeah, uh, um, thanks for listening. I'm Kevin Wong. Wait, wait, wait before the before we do that, <laughs> what are we, what are we going to talk about next time? I have no idea. Oh, okay. This is Chan. Uh, Bye. Yeah. And we're signing off. <laughs>